Hey, welcome back to the Aaron LeBauer Show. Today, what I want to do is talk to you about 11 steps that I took to build a seven-figure coaching business. Welcome to the Aaron LeBauer Show. This is the number one show for passionate physical therapy and healthcare entrepreneurs looking to level up their income and impact on the world. If that's you, then you're in the right place. So sit back, chill out, and let's get into the show. So these aren't the only 11 things, but this is how I went from making six figures a year um, to scaling my coaching business to seven figures and even 100K months, which is you know where I've been lately uh, prior to this recording. And I've got a few things I'm working on right now to break through that uh, plateau. So if you haven't listened to one of the prior episodes, um, cool, there a couple, like the episode before or two weeks before, I talked about how I grew a six-figure online coaching business and what it take to get there. And today I'm going to talk about how I went from six and really multiple six figures to seven figures doing online coaching. Some of the things are the same, um, but some of them are very different. One of the things that um, I want you to understand, no matter where you are in your business journey, no matter where you are in the process of launching, scaling, growing a business, what you need to understand, whether you're just getting started, you've already hit 10K a month, 50K months, or you're doing 84,000 a month, or you're doing multiples. You know, you if you're already doing a million dollars, you probably know this. But what takes you, what gets you from zero to 10k months, or zero to 8,400 dollars a month? What gets you that first six figures is not going to be the same thing that gets you to you know 40k months. And then you have to do really, you have to do different things to get to a million dollars. So a million dollars a year, a seven-figure business is $84,000 gross revenue per month on average for 12 months. It doesn't have to be, you know, one month might be 80, the other month might be 150. Um, but to bring in a million a year, there's you have to do many different things than you did to go from zero to 100K. And I know to go from a million a year to 1.53 million, I'm gonna have to do some different things to get to that next level or to bring in a million in uh, gross profit. There's different things that I have to do. I have to start doing new than I did to get to where I'm at right now. So that's one thing I'm working on with my current, in my current coaching program is, you know, I just got into, I just went from black belt to boardroom and boardroom, you have to be doing a million dollars a year or more to qualify for boardroom. Um, and one of the things that I'm, I was like, hey, well, I'm stuck at 100K months, you know, on average for, you know, five or six months, what do I need to move past it? So there's some things that I didn't have to do to get to a million a year that now I need to do to, to break through. And I'm starting to implement those, um, in the last, uh, six weeks. And I may not see the results from that. Um, although I'm seeing results, I'm not, may not see like the big long-term results from that for a little while until I systemize it, etc. So what I want to do is go back with you and and talk through some of the things that I did um, to take my business from multiple six figures to seven. And I think if you remember, you listened to one of the other um, podcasts, or maybe you haven't heard about me before, I'll just give you a quick intro. My name's Dr. Aaron LeBauer. Um, I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> but I'm, I moved after college. I, 
I packed up my Jeep. I drove out to California um, with some friends. I ended up sleeping on a couch on the porch in the rain for six weeks before we found a place to live. I worked all the crazy jobs, temps, etc. Became a bike messenger. Had an aha one day. I was like, I can be a massage therapist and see four people a day and race my bikes on the weekends and have plenty of time to train and hang out with my friends. I quickly realized racing bikes that you have to sometimes put friends away to hit a goal. Um, there's a whole episode I did on what bicycle racing taught me about business back on the Cash PT Lunch Hour uh, podcast. You definitely listen to that. But I went to massage school and then I had another aha and went to PT school. And in PT school, I saw 43 patients one day and I was like, I, I can't work in PT the way everyone else is expecting me to. I started my own cash practice. People asked me how I did it. And I created an online program called the Cash PT Blueprint, which has, we've enrolled well over a thousand people. I I stopped counting. I know I've put, you know, probably 1500 people through this program, maybe 2000 at this point. Um, that program is nine years old, I think as of this year. So next year will be the 10th anniversary. Um, and it's a, it's a step-by-step blueprint to help you launch a six figure physical therapy cash practice. And that program was the one that took me to six figures online. I didn't even believe it. I started selling that for 197. I had a, one of my early mentors was like, Aaron, you have a six-figure business. I was like, no way. <laughs> but I ended up doing it. And so I go through all the details of that in um, that one of the episodes uh, prior to this one. So here I've got this like six-figure online business. I've got a six-figure cash practice. And I'm kind of working in both. Um, I think it was... 2018, 2017, 2018, the coaching business started bringing in the same, if not more revenue than the clinic. And by the end of 2018, I switched accountants and, you know, I was bringing in, I don't know, 300,000, I can't remember exactly. I didn't look this up, but like 300,000 a year in the online coaching business and we made it its own separate entity because we had to separate because it was bringing in enough revenue that let's say a, a, we had a, a liability claim or issue in the clinic, it could affect the coaching business as well and vice versa. So I had to separate those two. I probably should have separated them a little bit sooner, but that's when we did was the beginning of 2019. And also February 2019 was the last day or the last time that I saw a patient, I treated a patient for you know, pay. Since then, I filled in here and there. Um, but at the last day, I had someone regularly on my schedule as a patient in the clinic. Because leading up to that, I had, you know, I was treating patients, but my main like thoughts were, okay, what do I need to do? I've got these emails I need to answer. I've got this program I'm running. I've got to get in and help people. I've got all these other things I need to do to grow that. And I was starting to realize that my time was more valuable and scalable building and focusing on the online business in, in clinic. And in 2018, I already had other employees treating patients for me in the clinic. And so I think it's and fall 2018. I went from three days a week treating to just sun, uh, all day Wednesday. And by the time I went to all day Wednesday, no one was really on my schedule anymore. And this last one or two patients just kind of trickled through the beginning of the year um, of 2019. Because I knew that every hour I put into the online coaching business, I was able to help dozens of physical therapists help hundreds of patients. And my time was more infin- infinitely more scalable 
instead of treating 25 patients a week, I could help 25, 50, 1,000 physical therapists help 25 patients a week. And so I knew I needed to spend more time focusing on that. And I can't remember if I had already hired my first employee for the coaching business at that point. I think it was right around then that I did. And, uh, and so I was like, all right, there's some things that I have to change. So in 20, in 20, so that was 2019. So in 2018 was when, so I'm going to back up a little bit. March, 2018 was when I went out to, um, I knew I needed a, a business coach. Like I'd had, so prior to that, I'd worked with, um, John Schumacher to launch the cash PD blueprint. And then I did a two week coaching program with Lewis Howes where I really helped uh, level up my webinar sales. That's where I made 18,000 in a webinar selling the Cash PT Blueprint, which was dope. <laughs> I won the, the uh, $2,000 weekend challenge and got a free coaching session with him. And um, I leveled up my, like I started branding as Aaron LeBauer, not LeBauer Consulting, and leveled up a lot of those pieces. I think that was 2017. And then by 2018, I knew I was like, I needed another coach. I needed someone to do something with me on a regular basis, long-term. Lewis wasn't doing that. And I had worked with Bedros, and I hadn't worked with Bedros. Bedros had helped me when I first launched my cash practice. And I was listening to his podcast, and I went to his Fitness Business Summit event in the spring of 2018. I think it was in March or April. And it was there that, you know, I decided to start working, hire Bedros as my coach. And he had a he had a mastermind for seven figure um, gym owners, and he had a, a mastermind for people making who wanted to make a hundred k online. And I talked to Bedros, and I talked to one of the salesperson. I was like, "Hey, I don't fit in either one of those. What do I need to do?" And they were like, "Oh, Bedros has this you know private one on one coaching program." Um, and so he's like, "That's what you should do." And I I did it. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, now Bedros is charging a hundred thousand a year for that program. He, that's not what I paid at that time, but I paid more each year. I worked with Bedros for four years. We did a year of private coaching. Then I did a year in his empire mastermind. And then I did two years of private coaching. And, um, so that got me started. So that was number one thing that I did. Like I knew I had to do something different. Um, I had to do something bigger than what I was doing and I needed help getting there. So number one thing that I did was hire a coach. Okay, that went, so I worked with Bedros in 2018, 2019, 2020, and then in the end of 2020, I hired Taki Moore and joined his um, Black Belt group, and I worked with Taki and Bedros for a year and a half together. And then as of this past, was it this past summer? No, a year ago, you know, Bedros and I finished our one-on-one coaching because he's like, there's nothing more that I have um, to, uh, to teach you that you don't already know. Right. And so then I started doing his Operation Black site, which is Bedros's mastermind. Um, it's more of like a, a networking mastermind. And you may have seen some of my videos where we meet three times a year in Temecula. And Dan Fleischman's also doing it. And it's more of a networking amongst peers and people that are badass entrepreneurs. Right. So, um, and I've overlapped and I joined. So then I joined Taki's group because uh, I knew about Taki more from people in Bedros's Empire Mastermind, from Vince Del Monte and Xander Fryer and Craig Ballantyne, who ran the Mastermind with Bedros. Like I knew, I knew about him, and I joined at the end of 2020 because I needed a little bit more help. And what the main thing I needed were some of these systems, like exact emails to send and processes, because I had this growing coaching group. 
Um, and so Taki had those and he had a community of people who were coaching other people. And so those two things are what I really wanted. So number one, what I'm going to tell you is to go from six to seven figures, you need a coach. You may not need a coach to get to six figures. You can probably figure it out on your own. I haven't met anyone who has a seven figure business that did it all by themselves. Like you can get a mentor. Um, the difference between a mentor and a coach, a coach is someone you pay and you're really, you're not you're not paying them for their time. You're not paying them for them to do anything for you. You're paying them for speed. You're paying them to help you speed up the curve so you can get ahead faster. That's really what it is. You're paying them for their experience to save you time. So get a coach. I mean, that is the number one thing that I did that moved me from, you know, that helped me launch my business and it, it helped me really scale my business from six to seven figures. And the thing is, is like, I got a coach. I did I basically work with Bedros for five years. I'm in approaching three years with Taki and moving up into his next program. You know, I'm not bouncing from coach to coach. I've got multiple mentors and coaches, but they provide different things. So I just need you to know that number one, like, you know, like I've had a lot of people bounce. I've seen a lot of people bounce from place to place to place. And it's probably because you're not doing the work. Um, you just need to take the advice of the person you're working with and just do it. And so that's my personality is like, I'm going to, I'm going to choose someone and I'm going to go all in and we're just going to work together until like we get to the end of the road. But the end of the road doesn't even feel like the end of the road. I'm like, okay, there's another road. There's another route. There's another like layer. There's always another layer. Like number one, you want to go from multiple six to seven figures. You need to have a coach and maybe you need to also be in a mastermind. Maybe you need a private coach and a mastermind. Maybe you just need the mastermind that gets your answer questions answered. You know, but you need something. Number two, the number two thing that I did that really elevated my income was to create a monthly recurring revenue program. And I remember my friend Greg Todd and I were chatting and I can't remember what year it was. It was probably 2017, maybe 2016. And we were talking and he was like, yeah, Aaron, like, if we want to really elevate our coaching income, he's like, you, you need a MRR program, monthly recurring revenue. We need something. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. I think it was like when it was the time to quit the podcast episode, I talked about the first um, MRR programs I built. And the very first one was $97 a month. And then I did a $397 a month one. And then, um, you know, I didn't really like those. They were customer service headache and I didn't have anyone else working for me. I was customer service and it was really hard on me because everyone went, a lot of people, I got a lot of like unsatisfied people because they weren't paying attention to the, to the details about the recurring charges. I don't know. Like, uh, that's one headache that you'll have as you grow one of these. And then they were like surprised for some reason because they clicked the box that said, yes, I get three months free. And then after that, you're going to charge me 97 bucks a month, <laughs> you know, like, but getting all those messages or people saying, Hey, I want to quit. Like it just wasn't, you know, I needed a, I needed a customer service person. It wasn't expensive enough. And so I ended up, I launched my, I had that program the same. And then I launched a mastermind program. It was a thousand bucks a month. And, um, six, three of the first six people that enrolled, um, agreed to the $1,500 a month, which was, there was a kind of tiered offer. And I was like, great, it's 1500 bucks a month. People showed up and they stayed and they got great results and they complained a whole lot less, <laughs> which is amazing. The, the point is, is in order to really grow and to grow fast, you can do one-time sales and one-time sales are great. 
But what we really want is something we either want one time long term sales. So like a year for, you know, $20,000 or $50,000 or even a hundred or monthly recurring revenue where people agree to 12 months or they agree to three months, but they're, but after three, they continue to pay because it's the minimum of three months and they continue to pay you month to month to month. Okay. And we could, I think I, I, I think I did a whole episode on MRR monthly recurring revenue, but the monthly recurring revenue program is one of the things that accelerated my income. Like even when I was, I, I cut off the inner circle, I was making about 25 K in monthly recurring revenue. I was trying to figure out, well, how do I make 30, <laughs> you know, like how do I get it from 23 to 24, 25 to, to 30? Cause I wasn't hitting that peak. Monthly recurring revenue is really nice. You have to be solving a really big problem for people. Um, they charge a lot, but there are people that are doing 50 bucks a month recurring revenue, even $10 a month recurring revenue, which is a little low, but making 20 K months. I mean, 20 K months won't get you to a million, but I know a guy, his name is Wes Watson and Wes has a $49 a month program and he's making a million dollars a month on a $49 a month program using Trainerize. right? He's got, but in order to do that, you have to have a massive audience. You have to have a really massive audience, wide niche, broad. Okay. Um, monthly recurring revenue. That's one of the big ones. So if you're just getting started, one of the things I might suggest, like I have with our Platinum Mastermind members, is to create something like our Mastermind program, where it's a coaching program. You meet three times a year in person. You meet, you know, bi-monthly or weekly on Zoom, and you have a Facebook group. You still have to be solving a big problem. But let's say you get six people in paying a thousand bucks a month. That's six thousand dollars a month. That's dope. Maybe now you charge 2100 bucks a month and you have 44 people paying 2100 bucks a month. And what's that number? Let me just see this real quick. Um, let's see, $84,000 divided by 2100. You, need, you just need 40 people to have a million dollars in recurring revenue. 40 people is not a lot considering there's hundreds of millions or billions of people on the planet. Hundreds of millions of people in the United States. There's hundreds of thousands of people in your niche. You could sell... All you need is 100 people paying 100K a year, right? I think that's a million. So we need to create some kind of monthly recurring revenue program. There are some problems with it. Like you're, the, the more people you put in there, the bigger customer support issues you'll have. Refund requests, you need to figure out affiliates. Um, if you're going to do affiliate sales, how do we track sales, etc. There's some other issues in there that we're not going to spend time on in this in this episode. But just know, like, we need to create something where people are getting a big result and they're staying with you long term and paying you on a regular basis, whether it's monthly or even weekly. Okay, number three. What I had to do, especially to sell a high ticket item, was start selling one on one. Just like I do in my clinic, we sell one on one. I just start selling people one on one into my mastermind program. So prior to starting boot camps and mastermind, I was selling on webinars. I was that's one to many. I was selling via email, so I'd e, I did email marketing. So I do email campaigns, and I would get people in. I'd sell them directly into the course through email. I'd sell them. I'd, I'd not sell, but I'd move them from email into a webinar, from social media into a webinar. On the webinar, I'd sell one to many. 
and I'd sell, I'd get, I'd close dozens of people into the Cash PT Blueprint from a free webinar. If you haven't been on one of those webinars, check it out. You know, even if it's just to learn how how I sell and how I do really well selling one to many. But I had to start learning to sell one on to one, especially if you're going to sell something to someone over two thousand dollars. Like I sold, a lot of people said you can't do webinars for anything over fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars, and I, I, I put people on a webinar, and we did uh, courses for two thousand. I mean, I've done hundreds of thousands from like a webinar, like PT BizCon. The first three years was basically a two-day webinar, and I did millions of dollars from those those webinars if I count all the people and all the income that those brought me, okay, which is dope. <laughs> it's really dope. And I don't even think about it that way, but you have to sell one-to-one. So when I launched my mastermind, I did something like 60 one-to-one strategy calls and I enrolled like six people. The very first time I tried, I had four people come to a one-day boot camp, and actually four people paid for the one-day boot camp, and two people showed up. So I had a coach help me, not Bedros or Taki. Um, it, I used uh, Jake, who is my Facebook ads buyer, and one of his friends, Frank, helped me through this process. It was just like a short-term uh, arrangement, like three months, and they helped me. It was like 10K, and they would help me do launch this program. Okay, and help me with the sales strategy and sales process, etc. And I did that, and I closed like six of the 60 people, like 10%. It was really low, but what I, what I also learned was I learned a lot about the problems my audience had. I learned a lot about how to sell. I learned a lot about the sales. Um, I got better and better as it went on. I qualified people better before I got on calls with them. But I ha- you have to sell one-to-one just to learn it. Like you can do it in the DMs, but you got to get comfortable with sales. Number four, around that same time, when I just said like I hired someone to help me with the sales, I hired, I'd hired Jake to run paid traffic. I had been running paid traffic myself through Facebook, and this was seven years ago, even eight years ago. I was running some paid traffic. I was doing it myself, but I knew I was missing something. I knew I wasn't doing it quite right. I was spending money. I was getting some results. Facebook was telling me X, Y, and Z, but I, I was missing something. And so I hired a paid traffic buyer and I paid thousands of bucks a month just to have him as a, like a contractor to buy my traffic. I pay him plus I pay for the ad spend. Most people are unwilling to do that because they're like, oh, I don't think that, you know, paying someone 5,000 bucks a month to run ads for me plus the ad spend is worth it. Well, I can tell you if you've got a product, if, if you've made it to multiple six figures, you've got a proven product. If, if you've gotten there, you probably have a lead magnet, right? And an email list. You, in order to run Facebook ads, you need to have a proven product and you need to have a proven lead magnet. You've, so you've got a proven offer. And once you do that, like you want to grow bigger, we need to accelerate the numbers of leads that come in the door. And one of the best ways to accelerate that is to pay for it. Sometimes you got to pay to play. Hire a traffic buyer. I mean, I've also done, lately, I'm paying to boost reels, and we're getting new followers, and we're DMing the followers, and I'm getting sales out of that. So you you got to buy traffic. You you know, I've, I've paid for, I've, I've paid for traffic. Like, you just got to be willing to do that if you want to grow, okay? And it can help you grow even quicker. Some people are like, oh, yeah, I got to a million dollars without paid traffic. Great. Good for you. You probably would have gotten there faster had you paid for some traffic. I can guarantee it because there hasn't been a single month since I hired Jake 
that we haven't had a positive ROI on Facebook ads. I mean, it's just, that's the truth. Okay, number five, email marketing. Email marketing helped me get to six figures. But to get to seven, um, you got to raise the game. You got to level up. I've done, I, I use email marketing, I do automated sequences. Like if you saw the back end of my um, active campaign account, you'd be like, oh my God, this is crazy. Well, you know, especially in a micro niche. If I had a super wide niche, I don't have to be as strong as some of these things. But email marketing, oh my gosh. Like, Number one thing people need to know as soon as they pay you money, they need to know that they're in, they need to be know that they're seen, they need to know that they've been acknowledged, that everything's good. I've paid 2,500 bucks for programs and weeks have gone by with, without me getting access to the program or acknowledgement because I didn't get the email. We do one-time time campaigns and promotions, but you also wanna be able to, you know, if you build your email list, you need to, set, you know, you need to communicate with people on a weekly basis, so every week we send out at least an email, like, hey, here's the latest from the podcast, here's the, you know, here's the latest, you know, basically the latest from the YouTube. Like, have you seen this video, this short, this five minute video on YouTube that talks about X? And one of the things that that does is I'm not selling anything there, but I'm, sh I'm sending people over to our channel or to our blog or website. I'm sending people to something that's helpful and they're more likely to click on the email and stay engaged so that when I do send them promotions and campaigns, they'll read them. There's a lot of things that we can talk about email marketing. I've got a lot of prior episodes on email marketing, but just know that you need to be a good marketer and a salesperson. I haven't even talked about social media marketing yet. I just haven't. Like, as you know, like, like there's, I don't even think there's one thing in here that's like, grew my Instagram to 100,000 followers. There's not because it's not a big mover. Numbers of followers on Instagram is not a big mover. Email marketing, now that's a big mover. Okay, I've got hundreds of automated campaigns and follow-up sequences, welcome sequences, promotion sequences. Um, I do one-time campaigns, so I'll do like five-day email launch sequences, especially if I'm doing a live webinar. I'll take them, and when I have the evergreen webinar, I'll take the live emails and turn them into evergreen sequence and put people through that you know, just as they come in through our lead magnets. Maybe you've been on my email list, you're like, God, Aaron sends a lot of emails. Well, what's the name of the podcast you're listening to? Just leave it at that. Number six, you have to hire a team. Like maybe you can sell a one-time $1 million thing or two 500K things or what, 1000K, yes, 1000K things to get to a million, right? That's hard, okay? You need to hire a team. Like you need to have other people supporting you, even if it's just a virtual assistant. Like maybe the very first thing you do is you hire a VA to post on social media for you because it's time consuming. It's not low value, but it's low. Like you don't need to be doing it. You don't need to be spending 30 minutes creating a reel or more. Just take five to 10 minutes, create the video and send it to a VA and be like, hey, create five reels from this or make a, like what I'm doing with this podcast. I'm recording a podcast. I don't know, it's gonna be about a half hour maybe. And we're gonna create a bunch of, reels and social media and other videos and things from this podcast. Hire a team. So we need someone to run social media, someone else to run your podcast. You shouldn't be editing your own podcast. Please don't edit your own podcast. Um, customer service. Like you got an MRR program with more than 10 people in it. <laughs> you really need someone to help you support you with customer service to handle refund requests and problems accessing your courses. Like you're, you're enrolling a hundred people, you know, into your course every year. Like you shouldn't be the one 
you know, making sure like making sure people, you know, who entered their email wrong can get in access to the course, you need to have someone else doing that. Okay, because if you're going to get to a million dollars, you you're going to have to enroll a lot more people than what you did to get to 200k. So we need someone doing customer service. So like customer customer service is kind of like your defensive line, um, your social media podcast. Those are kind of like your offensive line, and then depending on how many people you put in your coaching program, if you've got more than twelve or fifteen, you know, really once you get over, once I got over. Once I got over 25 people in our Platinum Mastermind, or really 30 is where I realized I, I need, like answering all the questions myself is a little hard. 40 people on a call is like a lot of people get left out. And then I've also got where in my group, I've really got two different levels. I've got a good chunk of people that are in the launch phase for their cash practice going from zero to 100K. And then I got about half the people who are already doing six figures and they're trying to scale the multiple six and seven. And so what I needed to do, and I did, I knew about this a long time ago, but it was only earlier this year in 2023 where I started working, having other coaches help me run some of the calls and answer questions. Prior to that, like the last years, I've had other people helping with the calls and kind of helping in the group here and there, but not in as much of official capacity. But I know as I'm, if I go, as we go towards 50, 60, 75 people, like I gotta have multiple coaches. You know, like one of the one of the kind of things is, it's no longer Aaron answering the questions, but the way we run it is when twice a month we do these power calls and for the first 10, 15 minutes, I am doing the coaching with everyone on the call and then we break into groups for about 45 minutes to an hour, depending, calls are about an hour, and a, hour and 15 minutes. And we'll break into groups to do um, deeper dives into questions. Okay. And people love it and it's awesome. And it means someone else can answer some of the questions I've been answering for years and I can go deeper with the people that are more advanced, which is really nice. Right. And then it gives the people that are just starting an incentive to grow their business so then get in the room with Aaron, which is dope. I mean, it's exactly what Taki does, you know, as a black belt member, it's hard to get on a call and get Taki to answer your questions because he's got half a dozen coaches um, because he's also got hundred, couple hundred people in his boardroom level making over a million dollars a year that he's focused on. And he's even got coaches in that. So hiring coaches is one thing that you're going to need to do to scale. Even if you're doing multiple six figures and maybe you've got other priorities or other things, you might already have other coaches helping you because it scales your time. Cause let's say you're doing nutrition or fitness you don't need to always be the one doing all the plans. You can hire other people who are qualified and competent and you're creating the vision and mission. But coaches might've been something I could have done earlier. But for me, it was more mindset of like, who do I bring in? Do I want to really want to bring in that person? Like I'd been thinking about this for years. Do I really want to bring in that person and, and have them not focus it like my, you know, focus on their business as much as focus on X, you know, and, you know, as far as like bringing in someone to coach cash practice owners, I want someone who's got a cash practice who knows about all those nuances, not just someone who's a marketing person that I can bring in from outside, you know, it's like, I want something authentic. And so I've had to like train a lot of my own coaches into building their own business. So that's, that's the thing. So, but you're going to need other coaches or team members, not just on the back end, but on the delivery of whatever service that you're offering. You're going to need other people like you might not have a coaching business, 
but you might have other people that need to be on the front end of the delivery of the business and not just you. Okay, so that's number six, hire a team. That's not all the things teams can do, but that's those are the big ones. Number seven, you're gonna get to a point where we talked about doing selling one-to-one. One of the big movers for me was offloading the sales to team members. So this kind of piggybacks onto hiring a team, but me, the founder, not doing all the sales, that actually accelerated my business. The, you know, I have people doing sales for me and maybe they don't close as well as I do, but you know, with the right qualified leads, they close the same and sometimes even better. You know, because they know my business really well versus them just being like some outside salesperson. But what it does is that frees me up. I had a couple instances where I'd get on these calls with people and we'd be chatting for 45 minutes. And by the end of the call, they were like, yeah, I just need to think about it and blah, blah, blah. And I made an exception for one person who was very well qualified on paper between Christmas and New Year's. And it was just like a waste of my time because she was really there just to kick the tires. And I was just like, I I was like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) But I had already offloaded the sales, but I took that one because sales team was on vacation. I was like, well, I'll take this call. And I was like, yeah, that's why I don't do that because it's a waste of my time. I would rather be, I would rather spend my time working with my clients who are paying me because I know they're dedicated. I know they're going to get the results. And I know my time is valuable because they're engaged with me to find solutions to problems. Okay. So offload your sales. So you build a sales team. You can get them doing um, one-on-one like phone slash Zoom sales you can also get them doing sales in your chats and DMs, SMS sales, where, where someone else is kind of posing as you and answering DMs and messages on Facebook, Instagram, wherever else, you know, LinkedIn, et cetera, um, to either sell people a course or move people from the chat into a, like a, a phone call, like a, a strategy call, a consultation, et cetera. I mean, there are people, I will say this, there are people in uh, Black Belt and Boardroom who have million-dollar businesses, and they they do all the sales and chat. And But like I said, it's a higher volume. Like if you're selling courses or MRR you know, at a lower price, you just need a higher volume, and they've scaled that out. They've got a whole sell-by-chat team, and they're doing incredible. So, But as a founder, you couldn't possibly grow that that fast by yourself. So that's kind of like, that's number seven, but it's almost like 6.2. <laughs> okay, number eight. The num- number eight thing, the thing, the next thing that accelerated my revenue, I'm going to call it sell more of it. Don't be afraid to sell. Sell more of it. Raise the price. Over deli- and so it's kind of like raise the price, but sell more. Both. So... You, you know, it's a massive difference at the end of the year between a $1,000 program and a $2,100 program or, you know, where I started, I started at 997 for their mastermind. It's now 2,100 a month, but it's not unaffordable because if I'm doing my job right as your coach, I'm going to show you how one new patient and one new plan of care covers your mastermind membership, you know, and our, and our members regularly do 18 to 22 K a month by themselves and then hire another physical therapist and grow and scale beyond that. You know, so it's one of those things where, you know, for me that accelerated my income, but you know what it did? 
is it accelerated the rate of results that our clients are getting. Our clients in our, our mastermind group are getting such bigger and faster results now than they were six years ago. And it's not only what they're paying, but it has a lot to do with how seriously they take it. Because when you're putting out, when you're investing in yourself significantly in a way that it hurts, <laughs> you're like, oh, I feel that. Like, you're going to take it seriously. So that's one, is raise your prices. Number two, sell more of it. So do more events, more webinars. There was a couple years where I did um, three mastermind retreats a year, but I also did three one-day boot camps a year in between. I was just like, let me get in front of people and do more events. I did more webinars. I did more live webinars. I just did a live webinar last week, and I'll probably be doing more coming up soon because it worked really well. I, I tweaked a couple things about the format, and it was like, ooh, I've been doing webinars forever. Do chats, more chats, okay? Also, sometimes if you have an offer that's just not quite working, like my first offer was uh, the course, and that worked great, but that's not gonna get me to a million dollars, so I had to, you know, the offer is the mastermind, but I have a, have an offer and you go from, from like chatting to a sales page about the mastermind and application into a call. Well, sometimes you just need to tweak the offer. That offer worked really well. And then, you know, things change, whether it's the time or economy or competition or whatever, I have to tweak the offer a little bit. So I've tweaked the offer. So now we're offering new patient strategy calls. You know, I mean, it's a it's a slightly different offer than what I was doing before, which was apply for a breakthrough strategy call. A new patient strategy call doesn't require an application, but it's a little bit shorter to start. So you can learn more about that, you know, webinars, emails, etc. Um, I'm not here to sell you on that at the moment, but what I'm here to say is, you know, what's going to get you to six figures isn't going to get you to seven. What's going to get you to seven isn't going to help you get to three. Like, like I did some things to get to seven figures and now I have to switch them up. And that's one of the things you get, you get a different offers. You got to find, like, you have to tweak your offer. It's not like change what you're doing. What I'm saying is sometimes like what people want isn't what they need. And the desires of the, of your audience can sometimes shift. Like things have really shifted in the last few years with the pandemic and how people buy and how pe and, and what people want. But the money's still flowing, money's still exchanging hands, people are still getting really fucking rich, right? So we have to like, when I say different offers, I'm talking about like, we have to sometimes tweak the offer. We have to tweak the reason to get them on that next call, get them on that webinar. You know, I mean, that's what I had to do is I, I tweak the reason to get people on this last webinar and I tweak the offer at the end. You know, instead of one or two calls booked, I had 11 calls booked. And that's a massive difference. Um, ultimately, it's the same product but it's a different reason to get there and a different reason to take the next step. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, and then we talked about raising prices in the beginning, right? And that was the next one on my notes, but it's raise prices because that can significantly make a difference. Even just, let's say you own a cash practice and you're listening to this and you're doing evals for 200 and follow-up visits for 125. And People don't know the fucking difference, but you're just losing out on hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue. That price needs to be raised. Okay, sell more of it and don't be afraid to sell. That's really is, is like, just don't be afraid to sell. It, because um, if you know 
that what you're offering and results that you that you can get for people is what they need, it's your ethical obligation to learn how to sell. Because selling is just giving someone an opportunity to get the to get what they need. But they don't know yet. They have to understand. So number nine, there's some grind. You know, everyone says, oh no, no grind. Like you gotta fucking grind. <laughs> you gotta fucking grind. I mean, you're not going to, I mean, maybe you can get there 12 hours a week working. I mean, to me, I love doing what I do. So it's not like work. <laughs> some days it is. Some days at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm tired. I need to do something else. But, you know, I wake up excited to come to work. So it's not really a grind, but you just have to be able to like show up daily and do the work. And so some of it, it's like here, um, what I have is like, it's not be a slave to the man and it's not have, no, I mean, but there's really not work-life balance. Work-life balance is for people that have a job. You know, work-life mix is for people that own their own, own their own business, entrepreneurs. You, but you got to show up daily and do the work. You just got to do it. And sometimes, um, and I'll get to this in a minute, you got to do the things that others are unwilling to do. And that's, that's number 11. But I'm going to say show up daily. So here's some of the, and you got to develop million dollar habits. So here's some of, my habits, they tweak a little bit over the years because of like the age of my kids and when they're going to school. Um, so there was a time when I would wake up early and work out and then get the kids ready and take them to school and come to work. Lately, um, I get the kids to school, come to work and then go home during lunch to work out, go home and work out and then eat lunch. I have more of a two hour break in the middle of my day, which has been working for me lately. So here's what I do is I, I wake up, get the kids ready, take them to school, arrive to work, I make my coffee, so I hand grind my coffee, right? I review my game plan, you know, like what's my focus for the next three months. I time block. So Mondays I have team meetings. Fridays are generally content creation days. Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings are like deep work time for Aaron. Um, I know every Tuesday at noon Eastern, that's when our Platinum Mastermind is meeting on Zoom. Um, Wednesday afternoons are calls. Uh, Tuesday, oh, Tuesday and Thursdays at two o'clock are team meetings for the clinic. Um, Wednesday afternoons are generally, uh, zoom calls with clients or potential partners or whatever. Um, Thursday afternoons are kind of flex like that. And then Thursdays kind of early evening, there's a meeting for, you know, mastermind black belt. And I have it kind of all time blocked and there's some variations. And if I, there's a project I need to do, I put it on the calendar. I prioritize my workout every day. So um, this year I've had, I ended up with, I think two, I know two, probably maybe a third concussion this year. So I've had, had some issues where like lately it hasn't been, uh, some of the times it's not that easy to get in a workout, but I'm always moving. Like I can't work, I, I, a couple of weeks ago, um, I wasn't able to work out as hard as I wanted to, you know, or didn't feel like it. But I prioritize moving well and my workouts like five days a week or every day, but not every, I don't work out every day. I move every day. I, I do some mobility. I get on the floor every day and do something. Even if it's five minutes swinging a, a mace or um, one of the uh, one of the balls on a string that I have <laughs> that moves like a mace. Like I'm using a roller at something. I'm prioritizing my physical health every day. That's for sure. I prioritize my coaching calls. Like I show up to the coaching calls. Unless I'm with my kids and I, and I can't get there, I'm going to be on a call. 
sometimes I don't want to just listen to other people's problems, but there's some calls that I won't do because like I'm not having an issue they need help with, but I will prioritize. I will prioritize those calls. If I need help, I am there to get help, right? I'm prioritizing my engagement. I'm asking questions and I'm answering questions and I'm taking action. Those are the things that you have to be able to do. Make a million dollars. You got to ask for help. You got to help other people and you got to take action. Number 10, what I had to do is upgrade my mindset and my leadership abilities. Okay, mindset, a couple of them. I got it. I had to build a seven-figure mindset and have seven-figure expectations of myself and my team and the people around me. In order to do that, I had to work with people that are and hire coaches that are more experienced and successful than me, but I also had to surround myself with other people who are ahead of me. I need to have other success-minded people that I'm surrounding myself with. My good friend Greg, man, he's got a he's got a multi-million dollar um motorcycle dealership like dude i hang out with that guy all the time now and it's great i went to a vintage motorcycle and hot rod show with him last week and it's awesome we hardly talked about business that day but it's just like you know success people successful people how do they act who do they associate with like what do we do like you know and one of the things he's doing there is he's networking with other people to hire, you know, the motorcycle stunt performers to come to Isla Man TT and, and things like that. And like, oh, this is like how Greg networks. Like, I do well with that too, but it's just seeing it and being around it and being around winners is important. There's some other things you have to do. So when that's like, how do we create seven-figure mindset and expectations? Like, take first class. Like, once you fly first class a couple times, you're going to hate flying coach. So make enough money so that you can fly first class everywhere right? So much better. And you can work on the airplane so much easier. Or the people you sit next to in first class are going to be people you're going to want to talk to and learn from because how'd they get to sit first class, right? Because tickets are $1,400 to $2,500 a ticket or more. Um, it's rare to find one of those <laughs> tickets under a thousand bucks unless you're going to Greensboro to Charlotte, which is five minutes in the air. Then you also have to deal with haters and copycats, competition, you can't watch the competition. You can't focus on the competition. You can't focus on the people behind you. And you have, and, and you're going to have haters. Um, and that's one of the reasons it's great to have a VA because they can intercept a lot of the hate, but they won't intercept it all. I actually tell them not to delete it, but to put it somewhere else so I can look at it when I'm mentally in a good place to do that because sometimes it's, sometimes it's good fuel for content. I had uh, I sent a promotion last week for this new webinar I just mentioned, and one of the emails I talked about Dino PTs. Okay, um, I had one person write back and be like, "Aaron, I love this. This is great. This is exactly what I need to hear." And another person was like, "Aaron, um, I agree with a lot of what you say, but I really don't agree with this." Blah 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 blah. Like you shouldn't be hating on people, etc. I'm not hating on specific people. Dino PTs. I mean, if you identify it yourself as one, like, yeah, you're going to feel it. But it's like this old mindset, and it's not even about age. <laughs> it's about this old mindset of the way of doing things in physical therapy that it's always been done. Like, we, we cannot be successful as a profession and do things the way we've always done it. It's just not going to happen. So I triggered some emotions, which is great. It means that email did really well. There's hundreds of people who read that email who didn't give me feedback, but I know because I got a negative and a positive feedback, even if I only got a negative one, I know I triggered some emotions and that's my job as a marketer is to trigger your emotions. So you take action. You either stop following me or you go to the webinar. 
So you're going to have to deal with that. And you're going to have to deal with people copying you. People may not realize they're copying you. Maybe they're doing it intentionally. I've had people copy me. It's been the, it's, it's crazy. So if someone starts copying you, screenshot. Don't delay, screenshot. Uh, that's one of the things I didn't do early on was screenshot the people um, and the, the sales page that looked just like mine. I didn't screenshot it. I showed it to a couple good friends and they can vouch for me, but I didn't screenshot it to have proof because I didn't believe it was something that someone would do. I didn't believe someone would actually build something that looked just like mine, sounded just like mine, and had a, like basically the same offer, but slightly different. I didn't think someone would do that, but they do, and they're going to. And people are gonna see your success, and they're like, I want a piece of that. And you know what? There's enough success to go around for everyone. You just have to understand like, not to focus on the copycats, but protect your IP, your intellectual property. Make sure you do that. Okay, number 11. I alluded to this before. This is kind of like you know, the grind, million-dollar habits, number nine. But it's do what other people are unwilling to do. People want success, but they're unwilling to do the work that it requires. So some days you just got to eat shit. Some days you kind of just like get on the ground and eat the dirt. You got to get back and do some sales. You got to get back and do some customer support. You got to get back and do the things that someone went on vacation. You need to try something new. I'm trying to doing a new sales process. So I'm going to do some of the sales to make sure the process is right before I teach my team. Sometimes you just got to, you just got to do what people aren't willing to do. Like say no. People ask me, Oh, Aaron, you know, I'd love to know, like, is this an affiliate program or whatever? Like if you're just that you're not selling it just to make money, you're doing an affiliate deal because you believe in it. I can tell you what, like I say no to affiliate deals at least once a week. People contact me. They just want me to promote their stuff. I'm not going to promote something that I don't believe in, not, not to make money. Um, not for any reason. And so I've have to say, no, you got to be comfortable saying no, like, no, that's not for me. And I've had a hard time with it. I've, I've gotten into some deals and I was like, this sounds like a good one. Let me go down this and spend a lot of time. And I realized then later on, uh, it's a no, I can't promote this. It's not good. Right. You got, you know, who's willing to get up at 5am to put in an hour's worth of work on their own business before you take the kids to school and then go do a different business. You gotta be able to get up early, stay late, stay up late, maybe do a couple hours of work on the weekend. I had someone tell me they didn't have enough time once. She was like, I don't have enough time to do all the work it takes to grow my business. I need to quit the program. That's a, you know, I was like, so how many kids do you have? She was like, none. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay, what do you do on the weekends? Oh, we like to travel and do these. You know what? The, the problem wasn't like, it wasn't her level of sacrifice. It was her goal and her why wasn't big enough to sacrifice the time to do what it takes. But she wasn't willing to do what others are unwilling to do. She wanted to have her weekends. Like, you want to grow a million dollar business, you're probably going to need to work on the weekends at least once <laughs> or some. I mean, you know, I'll, I do some work on the weekends because I love it. You know, like I do some things on the weekends because I'm, I have a clear head and I have a great idea. Well, I'm not going to be like, oh, let me wait. Let me let that idea wait till Monday afternoon. No, I'm just going to go write it down, implement a few things. I'm not going to go work all day long, but you know, maybe I can take one. Maybe I take Wednesday off and I work on Saturdays. That's a nice trade. It's not really a weekend anymore. If you're an entrepreneur and you control your life and your lifestyle, you really don't have weekends. Other people do. And you got to be willing to invest 
most people aren't willing to invest in themselves, invest in their future, invest in, you know, property in wealth. They're not willing to do that. You just got to do that. So those are the 11 things. There's the big 11 things that I did. Um, there's a, one or two tactical things I'll share with you that really helped me grow my business. Well, one, we talked about tra- raising prices, but, um, upgrading how I run my coaching calls and client events from the way I was doing it with, you know, 20 people, it made a big difference now with over 40 to 50 people at an event, we have to run them differently. We have to do things slightly different. I'm actually doing less work now than I did before, which is really cool. And then I created an evergreen onboarding system. So I talked about emails and automations. You come on board in our mastermind. I've got a whole evergreen onboarding system that gets you to the point. So by the time that we talk after you've enrolled, we can go deep in on your strategies versus talk about surface level things. So it really, by making the evergreen onboarding system, it allows me and my clients to go deeper into the strategies and get even faster results. And so that was one of the things that um, we did, uh, like tactically, you know, to make this, um, to, to, to that really accelerated, not the revenue as much as my time that made my time more valuable in the business that so, um, and get people even better results. So there's a couple tactical pieces of that, but I just want to share that these big things are things that you need to do. And maybe you have a slightly different experience. Maybe you've done something different. Maybe you're listening and you've got to a million and there was something that I didn't even mention or maybe, you know, I'd love to hear about it. Maybe there's something that you're like, Oh, I need to stop or I need to start doing. I'd love to know if you could maybe shoot me a message on Instagram or if you could shout out on your stories and let me know something like that. You can find me at Aaron LeBauer on Instagram. Um, I think if there was one other thing, one last thing to leave you with is if you want to go from multiple six to seven figures, especially running an online business, you need to be able to leverage software and you need to be able to leverage social media and you need to be able to capture emails. So those are the three big ones. But as you saw, like social media wasn't like the big mover for me to go from six to seven, but it is a massive mover for me going from zero to seven. Like it has been a big one. So you need to be able to leverage that and leverage multiple channels and you need to be able to like go all in, do the work, show up and have a big why. My why is, you know, I used to have patients come in and say, Dr. LeBauer, I was told never to work out again, never to run again, never to lift over 35 pounds ever again. It made me want to bang my head against the wall. So after doing some coaching and going to a couple events, I realized my goal is to you know help people avoid expensive imaging and unnecessary surgery. But I need to make a big one, and a hundred like a million people wasn't enough because I've already affected a million people through the trickle down uh, theory of you know twenty five patients a week in twenty years for me was like I don't know if I multiplied that by the people I'd already helped grow businesses I've already gotten way past a million so I said what's a bigger one a hundred million people worldwide. But I, I can't do that number alone, right? I need to, that needs to be 55,000 physical therapists to do what I did only and see half as many people as me. So you got to have a big why. You got to have a big reason to show up every day. So make sure you spend time figuring out what it is you truly want, how much money you need in the bank so that you can reverse engineer the process because money is a measure of meaning. It's not just a measure of wealth. Okay, you have to have those goals and insights so that you can build this and beyond and keep stretching it as you go. And I'll see you on the next show. Peace out. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed the episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, 
please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a five-star rating and review over on iTunes. And to catch all the latest from me, follow me over on Instagram at Aaron LeBauer. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.